Let's go. Dermot and Dave. <laughs> Last year, our next guest had just launched a brand new festival inspired by, of all things, his wedding. It was such a success that the Livestock Festival is back for another year. And Cormac Jennings, who is the founder and organiser of the Livestock Music and Arts Festival, is joining us now to give us an update. Cormac, how are you? I'm not too bad now. How are you guys? Yeah, really we're, good. We're good. I think we need to reassure our listeners that you're not selling livestock. This isn't some kind of a mart with <laughs> indie bands. No, absolutely not. This is a music and arts festival, 100% entertainment guaranteed. Right, well, let's take it. No, no, no actual livestock. <laughs> take us back to the moment where <laughs> you decided to turn your wedding into a festival in the first place. Oh, that's going back a few years. That was in 2019, mm. before the pandemic and everything. Um, yeah, we were planning on getting married and it's all around our farm here. It's just got a really fabulous field that's got some amazing scenery and trees and just the landscape lends itself very very nicely to uh, a big party. And we, when we were planning our wedding, we decided to go full-blown festival. Yeah, but like and your wedding went from like, you know, the usual kind of, will we have 50 or 100? God, I don't know. 400 people, 12 bands and overnight glamping is what your wedding was. Yeah, well, it, was, it wasn't glamping. There was some dodgy looking tents on it. I've been to weddings before where they have a kind of, a, you know, a cute festival theme. And, oh, look, there's a little truck selling cappuccinos. And, <laughs> you know, uh, someone is yeah. putting glitter in people's hair. Like, you you went full on. Yeah, and- no, we, we had a full production team. We had Sound and Light Company involved and there was festoons surrounding the whole field. And it was, we had teepees and marquees with activities and it was a real festival yeah like it's fun for you obviously Um, and your mates but what did the older generations at the wedding think this was what i was really impressed with because it wasn't like our friends would have been festival goers some of them or a lot of them um but the family and neighbors that come to the weddings um you know it would have been the last thing a lot of those guys would have been involved in was going to festivals Mm. And just to see the reaction from my elderly relations and neighbours, just at the, at just what goes on at the festival, and even last year, an awful lot of the same neighbours who were at the wedding a couple of years earlier, they bought tickets and came up. Okay, so, well so let's really. let's move on to how it graduated from your wedding into an actual full blown festival last year. Fifteen hundred people attended it. There was 35 bands, two stages, Keela were there, there was a craft village, basket weaving, you name it, you had it. And it was so successful that you brought it back again this year. Absolutely. You couldn't you couldn't keep something like this down. And we are we we were that was our worry was that it wouldn't transfer to a public offering, that the atmosphere mightn't be the same as a public event as it was for a wedding. And it surpassed it, man. It was awesome. The people who were there were just blown away with the. I think it's it's something to do with a family-run intimate event, mm. and we're inviting people into our home, and the welcome is a lot more genuine. Like you know, we are crafting this with our like our passion for this, and trying to get it right, and trying to do justice to to what we're we're representing is it's a real it's a real labor of love with the family. So. 
Um, I think that transfers into into the atmosphere and the ambience that, that we create. Oh, listen, create Cormac, I don't doubt it for a second, but have you ever heard of a man called Michael Evis? Is that the Glastonbury guy? Yeah, he had a very intimate family idea about having a small festival, which is now attended by you know, almost a million people over a weekend. <laughs> yeah. and we were looking at the stages yeah. the other day, and it literally looks, the webpage goes on for infinity, the amount of acts that are playing at it. So you may begin this way, and it was 1,500 people last year. Maybe that'll double this year, but in a couple of years' time, the, uh, the Livestock Festival could be as big mm. as Glastonbury. I think Michael Edis has a bit more land than I do. So he, he has the scope. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're limited yeah, by the yeah. 25 acres you have, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Oh, the poor, poor, poor small farmers, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's a very yeah. Irish question, but uh, can you buy drink at it? Uh, no, you cannot buy drink at it, but you can because it's much, much better to be able to bring your own drink and not get caught in big long queues and wind up paying 10 or 12 quid for a drink when you get there. Yeah. So, no, there's no alcohol on sale, but you can bring your own. There's no problem with that. No glass on site, but we'll have a bottle transfer mm. at the at the campsite. What's the biggest, what are the obstacles? That. I was wondering, you know, when you go and you have a dream, like let's put on a festival on our land. What what are the biggest things that you have you know you've come up against that would maybe stop you in your tracks or you know problem? Um, there's nothing. There's it's it's all very manageable. Um, the insurance, you, know, you can't put that there, and you have to make everyone wear some kind of rubber swimming ring. <laughs> what a festival! <laughs> Safety considerations. Wrap yourselves up, lads. Um, no, I guess the cost of everything is kind of when we planned this first, it wasn't going to be as big an event as it mm. as it turned out to be. Um, but during the pandemic. When we weren't operating, it was it was like it kept growing and growing and just getting bigger and better without actually being being put on. Um, so yeah, the cost of things are, are pretty significant. Um, the other than that, there's there's no huge obstacle. It's mm. it's just a lot of work well, and a lot of. Well, let's sell some tickets then. So, how do people get tickets? Because this is open to the public. Anyone can go. It's not just your friends, family, and neighbors. Like okay, it's open to yeah. anybody. So, how do they get tickets? Absolutely, the, the the whole country, and we have a huge campsite this this year. Um, the tickets are available with tickets.ie um, or the website livestockfestivalgalway.com. I think there's a link from our Facebook or Instagram page as well. And we're also selling tickets on the on the gate on the day. On the gate on the day, so brilliant! It sounds like one of those festivals. If, 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 if that, we don't, if we don't sell out before then, so yeah, watch out. well, you might now. But uh, you know, the festivals. Well, you, if that, no, it's a fine, it's a fine week. Everyone's so looking for the one festival that you, you know, oh, you know, body, body and soul. Oh no, that's just too commercial now. <laughs> you know, like, I went. Did you go to the festival of the guys who had the wedding? You know, livestock. Yeah, yeah, I was there yeah. the first year. The, yeah, they're from the start. The hip new festival. Yeah, yeah. The hipsters um, will be seeking. Yeah, trying to come up with a name for for attendees. I was I was thinking stockers or stockmen or something like oh, that. Stockers but, is good. Yeah, stockings. Um, Stockings. <laughs> it's a different festival altogether. <laughs> Cormac Jennings, founder and organizer of the Livestock Music and Arts Festival, tickets.ie, the place to go, or the website indeed to get tickets and go and enjoy it the 1st and 2nd of July 2023. Bigger and better again. Sure, Cormac, I predict we'll be talking to you again this time next year. You're putting on Livestock number three or whatever. So, congratulations. I- 
Love to. We're, get, we're getting to be good old mates there, lads. So, uh, yeah, talk to you next year. <laughs> Come on, Cormac. Thanks a million. Bye. Bye. Come on. Come on, come on down, lads. You know, you'd enjoy it. It's uh, get out of the city for a couple of days. Uh, you never get Dave sleeping in a tent, <laughs> and he doesn't hang around with listeners in the field. <laughs> well, good try, Cormac. <laughs> Dermot and Dave, weekdays from 9 a.m.